When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, it's Alante, and you're listening to Black and in Grad School, the podcast that helps women and people of color like you excel in this journey. If you're listening, I believe you are an aspiring or current scholar who wants to successfully navigate this process by sharing my experience while pursuing my PhD and interviewing other Black graduate students or early career professionals, it is my hope that you can glean encouragement, advice, and strategies that you can apply to your journey. Thanks for listening. Hey, y'all, we're back with another episode. Thanks for joining. So we have a new guest, uh, Robert Sue. I want to welcome you and thank you for joining. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. So a little bit about Robert Sue in case you all aren't familiar with what she does. She is a first year PhD student in the Department of Chemical Engineering at the University of South Florida. Uh, She has a master's degree in global sustainability from USF Tampa with a concentration in climate change and sustainability. And her doctoral research looks at waste and energy technologies with a specific attention to biogas and landfill gas. And so she's currently studying low-cost absorbance for the purification of siloxin from biogas and landfill gas. And she's also the founder of Green Club Nigeria, which is an environmental sustainability platform. And she has a YouTube channel, which we will get into a little bit later. But again, Robert Sue, thank you so much for joining And I want to know how you decided that this particular topic of this wasted energy was a space for you. So that's that's like a very long story because it's Mm -hmm. actually, I'll say it started in my final year of my undergraduate studies. So I studied in Nigeria, Mm -hmm. Covenant University, chemical engineering also. And like for my final thesis, I was... uh, meant to work that 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 topic was actually chosen for me so but i was working on biodiesel producing biodiesel from Mm -hmm. like palm oil and palm kernel oil and when when i was working on that it it was very interesting to me like that was like the first time in the five years of my undergraduate studies that was truly excited about the project i was working on so that really like Before then, like I knew about like um, renewable energy and stuff, but working on it, I I got deeper into bioenergy, like actually converting like a food material to energy. And like back in my country, there's like an energy problem. So um, I started thinking like, oh, after school, can I actually make this a company to like start producing like energy to help like the country and all? But like deep in my research, I realized like there was like a food versus fuel crisis using like oil to produce fuel, and so that's when I I I, I stumbled on biogas and I like realized that you can easily convert waste to energy. And yeah, like I said in Nigeria, apart from like energy problem there was a waste problem and there was also like air pollution problem due to like the burning of refuge and also like 
the whole um the 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 activities of the oil industry like back in Niger Delta Nigeria which was where I was from and it was affecting like my health and obviously mm-hmm. other people's health I had like asthma so this was like something I became really passionate about okay like how can we undo waste and since I know like you can actually convert waste now to energy I was like oh going to go in in on it so like after school I continued like my personal research and like back in Nigeria, after you finish college, you're meant to do like a one-year compulsory national youth service score. So during that time, I I was working, but I continued like my personal research in biogas. And my mother, she had like a poultry, so I started using like the poultry droppings to actually produce biogas. So I built like a mini biodigester in my father's house. And um, yeah, I actually started producing gas, but it was not burning. And I was like looking for solutions to my problem. Then I stumbled on a group on Facebook. It's called the Solar Cities um, Biogas Practitioner Resources Group. And that's when I like told them all I was doing. And I don't know why my gas is not burning. And like they directed me. And yeah, I started working fine. So I was really excited that I was able to build something that was actually like producing gas that you could use for cooking so it was just really interesting to me and like I said I was doing my like my national youth service course so I had like friends that I told about it and like we had a group so we started like going to schools to teach them about waste to energy and we just started teaching them about like environmental challenges that like the country is facing the world is facing so I really really enjoyed that period like doing my project and also teaching and the teaching part is where green club nigeria came from because like i then like started installing green clubs in like we call it secondary schools back there it's high schools here i started installing second um green clubs in secondary schools like just teaching them about the environment climate change Mm -hmm. global warming and so it was time for me to go do my master's. Like when I said it was time, my family like wanted me to go do my master's. And like normally it was just going to be like chemical engineering in master's. But I was looking through like schools because they wanted me to come to the United States. Um, and but I was looking for like schools doing like biogas or environment, like something related to what I was doing at that point. But I was not really seeing any, uh, I probably did not search properly and all. So like one day, like the group I joined, like the biogas mm-hmm. group I joined, I just asked like, please, can anybody suggest any school in the United States um, still doing research in biogas and everything? And like the owner of the group, which was a professor, I didn't even know he was a professor when I joined that group, I was like, sure, come to USF, the Patel College of Global Sustainability. Like that, it was there and all, and that's actually how I got to know about that program in that school, and I applied there, and I went there. So wow, yeah. So like, I it became my supervisor in masters because it was like into like small scale biogas, like building bio um, biogas digesters for restaurants, for farms, and all. So um, during my masters, I actually continued like. Um, I was studying like converting food waste to to biogas, like so just like a mini project. I had like my one thousand liter biogas digester that I was like studying 
adherent surface area that's into the reset. So I, I continued then, but um, I was still not sure if I wanted to do my PhD because like I really wanted to continue like in bioenergy or something. And so there was one poster presentation I went for during my master's and like, you know, when people come around and that's when someone told me, oh, do you know these professors in chemical engineering, they're doing exactly this. And I'm like, oh, I didn't check. And when I checked them, they were mm -hmm. all about biogas and landfill gas. I'm like, oh, and they were like bigger, obviously, chemical engineering and all sponsored by DOE and NREL. And I'm like, okay, if I'm to do a PhD, I want to be in that group. So I applied for a PhD in chemical engineering in my school, still USF. And yeah, mm -hmm. I got accepted and right now, um, in that group doing my research on biogas still but like now i'm looking at like a little contaminant in the biogas to help the entire process so yeah as i got to where, where i am today right that's awesome so i feel like i heard a couple things that you did um first it was the interest in noticing like what you were what was really like sparking your interest during your undergrad mm -hmm. and then taking the time to develop a project outside of research outside of like what was your you know the what the one-year service um core like that sounds really dope because that's how you know I, and I tell this to people when I hear stories and um to my listeners you know when y'all are willing to do it like legit for free just out of pure interest like that is definitely telling um of your of what you're willing to do and your interest in the space sure. um and i think that you clearly did that um by having the making this converter for your your, your mom's poultry droppings okay. then you found a group to communicate with and like tapping into a community to get support, not only for your research, but ended up being like getting you know, getting the USF, getting you uh, into graduate school, finding a place where you could explore your interests. I think that's really great and so important um, that people take the time to join groups, join Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups or you know Instagrams of individuals who are do or Twitter that people who are doing things you're interested in and just, you know, reaching out every now and then asking a question. You never know what could show up because as you were talking, I'm like, yeah, I actually was in like, um, a biofuel space prior to, um, prior to gumming, switching to what I'm doing now. And I actually applied to PhD programs with the biofuel kind of like research agenda. And like, it's not, as much of a topic, you know, anymore. And I, uh, I too did not do my due diligence. I just switched, but you know, it's like you were able to find a place again, that you can do your work and that is still like knows the importance and like that global sustainability piece I thought was really dope too. So you found your area, you're at USF, you've completed your first year. And like, what do you feel like you learned well, up to your PhD? Like, what have you learned? I'll say <laughs> that I'm enough. So like when I started mm. my PhD program, like the first year, which was last fall, I was doing like three, three main courses. Okay. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Like they just wanted me to like do it all and finish it. But yeah, mm -hmm. it was, it was really stressful. And like, I just came back into chemical engineering. So I graduated from chemical engineering in 2015. 
I started my master's in global sustainability 2018 and Mm -hmm. 2019, I was coming back to chemical engineering. So a chemical engineering, engineering is very stressful. We all know this. So coming back with three main courses at once, like in classes, I felt like I knew nothing. Like I felt really, really dumb. I'll put it mm-hmm. like that. Like, and like in class, a lot of people are talking and you're like, oh, everybody gets it on me. But like, I, I'll say I struggled during the first semester, but like I made sure like I was pushing, asking questions, doing my assignments. But later on in the semester, I realized that like, almost like everybody in the class were like, the same like in knowing like about knowing what what we were doing in class Mm -hmm. like it's Mm -hmm. like me not able like like me not being able to like talk as fast as everybody was talking in class like and asking questions didn't mean that I didn't know anything so yeah like I really found myself like feeling like oh maybe I'm not meant to be here but no I was I was good enough I just needed to like believe in myself and continue working at. So right now, would I say, what's, what's it called? The imposter syndrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like always feeling that like during like the first semester, but now I, I know like, even if I don't know something, it's easy to like, just ask what's this and just go do my research and I'm good. I don't need to feel like, Oh, everyone else is better than me. I'm probably not meant to be here. Or something no yeah uh, yeah so i think i've learned that yeah that's real that's real and i and i could imagine um that the I, as someone who's also pivoted you know or even like you were in the space that left and then came back mm-hmm. but i sure i'm sure you have a lot to contribute because you have a different experience and a different perspective yeah. from that masters but i think that's that's really really important and key to you know being successful is like even the the mental process of of the work and i'm curious you know i talk a lot about you know the black graduate experience and you you know you mentioned that you are from nigeria and so i wonder how has that been as an international student and you know especially like with the the climate that we're in right now how have you how has your experience been like as you know a black woman in academia but also like an international student what is that like for you i think i'll talk more on the international student side because i'll say i've not really experienced like any negativity as to me being black or yeah but like because Mm -hmm. i'm an international student right i just came here like two years ago Mm-hmm. But yeah, for as an international student, I like struggled to like blend in. First of all, like I had the problem, or probably still have that problem, of people not understanding me. Like I understand people, but like I have mm. to like repeat myself okay. over and over again for people to understand what I'm saying. So like the first year, that was like a big thing. But I I started learning to pronounce my words clearer so that people don't have to like oh what did you say what did you say Mm -hmm, (laughs) yeah mm -hmm. i think that was like a major thing for me and also yeah like like i said in class i'll like like so in nigeria i think we don't we don't like talk so much in class we we just like keep quiet and listen to the lecture so it was quite different yeah so like coming to class and like oh everybody's just like 
asking questions really fast and like like I said, me feeling like, oh, I probably don't know anything. That's why I'm not asking. No, I had to get used to that, that, yeah, you like, this is, this is how it works here. Yeah, you have to like ask like different questions based on what the lecturer is seeing, what you thought you knew right. and all. So yeah, I think that that has been it for being an international student. Well, like every, okay. every other thing that's been nice, like people the community here is good. I think they're really cool. So good. Yeah. That's always good to hear. And something you know, you want to. It. I don't necessarily ever. Oh, I don't always expect like a negative experience. And I actually interviewed another graduate student recently from USF in a different, in a different program, and they've had positive things to say. Um, so that's maybe just telling to the climate at that university um, mm-hmm. that they actually are. You know a school that does cultivate, you know, a very open space where those types of issues um, aren't as prominent. So that's good. I'm always happy to hear like, it's not that bad, but I can imagine um, the frustration (laughs) with people asking you to repeat yourself. Yeah, That's probably frustrating for sure. I totally get it. And so tell us a little bit, I know you mentioned like Green Club Nigeria, and then I know you have a YouTube channel. And so what is it, what does your day look like? How are you balancing these things and like being away from home? How, how are you able to manage all this on your plate? So I say I'm still fighting to find balance, Mm -hmm. but I just like keep pushing because like for now, Green Club Nigeria and even my YouTube, I see them like my babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I said, Green Club Nigeria, I studied back in Nigeria, like because I was going to schools with my friends to just like teach the children about the environment. We did like some recycling practicals and all. And so when when I was leaving, a lot of my friends were also leaving like to masters mm-hmm. and everything. Okay. So it was like just going to die down. But um, I didn't want that to happen. So I I was like, I was going to continue it purely online. So I have a website, I have like social media handles where I just share like educational materials on like environmental issues. But yeah, I wanted to like, not just like write up and share on the website. I wanted to talk about some topics, especially I came for my master's in global sustainability. So I was learning learning more. like about this topic, environmental and knowing like the whole climate change and global warming and sustainability as a whole. So I wanted to share what I was learning more. So that's why, that was why I started my YouTube channel actually. It was for the club. So I started it, it was named Sustainability Nuggets then. Mm -hmm. So at that point I was just like, sharing like topics on sustainability what what i was learning like things that were interesting to me and like i got to find out about i just like okay let me let me make a video like telling anybody who wishes to know about this what this thing is Mm. really about and because i also saw a lot of like misinformation online about the whole sustainability topic and so i just wanted to share what i was learning with others so i actually started the youtube channel as a sustainability channel but like as i continued i i realized that, that i wanted to share more like of my life on the youtube mm-hmm. okay and so i actually changed changed it to my name so the sustainability part of it is still there but i mm-hmm. want i like start sharing like other things like 
graduate school. Like rec- recently, I have like two videos on coming to graduate school in the United States for free and all. And like, I just just want to share my life in the United States on the channel. Mm-hmm, so absolutely. yeah, that's yeah, so that's one thing. And actually, then recently, because like okay, so some of my friends are like, oh, maybe you should do another channel for that. But like, let me tell you, YouTube is like really stressful. Like before you <laughs> make up and like put the camera, I can't really undo two YouTube channels right now. Sure. And so I'm like, nah, I'm just going to do one. But mm-hmm. I started. I recently started a podcast. You probably. <laughs> you probably inspired me to start like and some couple of others so i started a podcast bit for just sustainability right now so like okay so i could easily just record without videoing sustainability topics then whichever i feel like i need to show a video on like something visual then i'll make a video and post on my youtube so that's that's what i'm doing right now but yeah for the balance I'll say I've not totally found balance because I'm not like consistent as I'd love to be on this channel. But okay. I just try to uh, like make out time for my research work. I I know that I'm doing research work during that time. Then um, make out time to to make make my videos, which is really not constant right now because like last week I was going to make a video, but I didn't make. But this week I'll probably do. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still fighting to find that balance. Yeah, but I just I just make out time for other things like I'm not only school, so I make out time to hang out with friends. The YouTube is like an escape for me because I I love making this video, so it's like an escape from no, search nice. total yeah total research. So yeah, I'm hoping to be more balanced in the future. Like actually consistently release like my videos and all okay i got you and i i mean it's you're also like just finishing your first year and so i feel like it's probably the next semester that you're about to get into that you might hit a more of a groove with everything or like realizing what you can and can't do or like do or don't have time for or capacity bandwidth for right um as you continue to like finish up classes and all that and so I want to know now, you know, you share like your journey into the space and how, you know, the work that you do, the work you do with uh, Green Club and your YouTube and stay, or attempting to be balanced or aims to be balanced. What do you hope to do once you're done? Because I think you've been mentioned earlier also like a company. So are you planning to go that route, the academic route? Do you plan to go back um, to Nigeria and do work or another place? It's go international, being like international, you know, subject matter expert and waste of energy. What, like what is next for Rabasu? Yeah, I definitely want to be like a, an expert in waste of energy. And yeah, mm-hmm. a company, like I definitely want to like, start up a, a waste of energy company in Nigeria and Africa as so. well. And like even before coming here, me, my uncle and I, we've been discussing about that, like starting mm-hmm. biogas, like small scale biogas and all. And I'm happy that I'm actually still doing research in that field. So I'm still like trying to, like say, create a product, like a small scale product for Nigeria and all. We've, we've not finished that. And I, I hope I'm able to finish it even before I finish my PhD. So 
what I'm trying to say is that I definitely want to like have a company in the waste energy space. It's like there's still like a lot of opportunity in that in Nigeria and Africa as a whole. I was saying like in Nigeria, there, for example, landfills, but they don't even like capture the gases and all, and there's lots of waste. So I really still believe that there's um, a lot of opportunity in that space in Nigeria and Africa. So, so I'll definitely love to do that. But I'm also like very much connected to the sustainability education no side. I'm not sure. I'm not yet like sure if if I want to be a professor or not. I don't know. But I definitely know I'm going to like continue in my sustainability education ring club in Nigeria as well. But I'm not sure of the professorship. So I think as time goes on, it it will become clearer whether I'll become a professor or not. I don't know right now. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm hearing entrepreneurship, which I am always excited about. And I think it's a route that a lot of grad students maybe not don't really see how well they are poised or like groomed for entrepreneurship. And so I absolutely like encourage that and hope to see it go really well. And also like the professorship and mentorship, I think it seems like you have a, a, a love for teaching. And so it seems like that might work really well for you too. And I, I absolutely wish you the best as you kind of get these things figured out. Before we wrap up, I want to know, is there anything else, any advice you want to share or something that I didn't ask to our listeners? I just wanted to tell like grad students that they should believe in themselves and they are enough they're smart that's why they're in grad school in the first place Um, and they can achieve whatever whatever they set their mind to do so love it oh thank you so much Robert Sue for just sharing parts of your story I know you've shared like some of the things that you've been doing with your YouTube kind of briefly tell us a little bit more about it Uh, what's your handle and you know where we can find it my YouTube is my name, Rarsu Amaribi. Yeah, and your Instagram and Twitter? So my Instagram is raro underscore solo, R-A-R-O underscore solo, S-O-L-O. And my Twitter is at Rarsu. Dope. Okay, those will both be in the show notes, folks. So you can go follow and show love. Now, we always wrap up with a segment called Lessons from the Trap. So I would love to know what your lesson from the trap is. Yeah, so for the trap, first of all, I, I'm i sorry, but I don't listen to trap music. No worries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I thought I would bring in like a Nigerian rap music. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. So it's called Epic by M.I. I'm going to just read out like some verse. It says, nothing is given freely. If we can live ideally, then I can wish away my stress because I'm not with Jeannie. And everything will work, but that's just wishful thinking. So I'm fighting to the death for my men to see the epic And I'm going to read another one. And what my message is, is that it's really you meant to change the drama, baby, that you're going through. You're the change, you're the hope, you're the miracle. You're all the strength you need in times unbearable. So the lesson from this song is that we are all unique. We are powerful. 
but we cannot just sit around waiting for our uniqueness to manifest. We have to work hard every day so the world can witness our strengths. Yes. Okay. Come through with the with the good <laughs> lesson from the trap. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. And anything else? No. Thank you for having me. So oh, great. For sure. For sure. All right, y'all. So until the next time, take care. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Black and in Grad School. For more content to help you on your grad school journey, check out blackandgradschool.com. That's B-L-K-I-N gradschool.com. Love this episode? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.